What's up, everybody? Welcome to Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. I apologize in advance if I seem a little under the weather today. If you hear me coughing or sneezing, that's partial. That's on me. But we're still going to try to fit in a nice, lovely schedule for you today on the podcast. So let's get to it. Starting with some news. Um, a report from an Australian think tank says civilization could crumble by 2050 if we don't stop climate change now. And I could very well see this happening. This seems like a, a trend that we're definitely going towards. Um, now, I don't know if Trump has changed his view or President Trump has changed his views on climate change. I honest to God hope so. But we need to fix this now before we we become extinct. This is this is a big issue. And we need to address it, whether President Trump believes in this or not. We just have to be able to fix the situation. Now, on another news topic. A government watchdog says the FBI has access to about 640 million photos. Now, to me, that seems honestly a little low. You would think the FBI has access to everything, but... um, should Should they be able to have access to all these photos and stuff like this? Now, this brings into the whole personal security issue, um, but pers- yet, I don't personally like this, that they have access to all of this, but I understand why it's it seems to be necessary, not that it is necessary. Obviously, we live in a world where we can't trust a lot of people, but... Security is a big issue nowadays, and the FBI is just taking steps to try to make sure that we're living a safe life and living our best life, really. Um, it's it uh, honestly, I uh, they should probably have access to more stuff, I would think, but personally. I don't like this, but you know, I I understand why it's why we put this in place. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. We could have worse things out there than the I mean, I get it. We're they're I mean they're getting a little towards Big Brother, like from the book 1984, but it's 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 just a whole nother topic that I don't want to rant about because I have other sports topics to get to, but that that can be a table that you can send me messages about and let me know what you think about this security issue. Anyway, moving on. Um National the Softball National Championship game or series game two last night. UCLA. Congratulations, 
you came home with the national championship, defeating Oklahoma four to three, walking it off in the bottom of the seventh. And I'm not going to lie. This was the best softball game that I have watched that I wasn't in person to witness. The amount of the amount of plays being made on both sides, offense and defense for both Oklahoma and UCLA, it was absolutely fantastic. And to say that wasn't and to say that you are not excited watching that game, they were Oklahoma was down to its last out, and Shea Knighton comes up and hits a bomb to was it it was left center or center field, neither one. Um, but that is exciting for sports, and if that doesn't get you excited watching that or looking back on it, then I can't help you as a sports person, that was incredible to watch. Um, my roommates, they, they even, they got excited and it was, it was fantastic. It really was to see someone or to see two people that don't have as inside of knowledge of softball of college softball as I do get excited about this that tells you how great of a game college softball it really is I mean it was it was fantastic Kinsley Washington walks it off she was massive during that uh, championship series um, but that was a, it was just a fantastically played game. I give Oklahoma credit for fighting back and making it a, a, a great game. I mean, that was I thought when UCLA hit back-to-back home runs to start the game, I thought it was over right then and there. Not I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I thought two nothing they, Oklahoma isn't throwing anything different than they did last night or the night before. And uh, I just – it it blew me away how great the game itself was. That's what you want out of a national championship, not the first game. But that was the type of experience um, – type of series or games in that series that I was expecting, and that was absolutely fantastic. Now – that having been said, now softball, the softball season is over. I'm definitely going to be having a little withdrawals because I'm not going to or not going to be able to watch college softball live now. But um credit to credit to UCLA. That was great stuff and as a former manager of the JMU softball team, I think it's, it says something special about our season that we lost to the national champions in the Super Regionals. And we weren't – we didn't even get blown away either. We If we take away some errors in that series, in, that, in those two games, and it would have been a lot tighter of a series, for sure. But that's just a testament to how great JMU softball was this year. Also a testament 
to how great UCLA softball was this year. It was fantastic to watch. It was a great season, and I look forward to softball season come next year. Looking forward to seeing the transfers, going into the transfer portal, see where they go and end up. And we'll definitely be back in February talking about softball for a for the that entire four span uh, four month span. But thank you, college softball, for being the sport that you are. That was absolutely incredible. You're definitely growing, and I can't wait to see you grow even more. Now on to some soccer. Um, the USA under twenty team at the um, under-20 World Cup yesterday in the round of 16. They took out France 3-2. Sebastian Soto had himself two goals. Both were basically beautiful finishes. Um, but the passes leading up to those goals were incredible. Richard Ledesma on Sebastian Soto's first goal, that's the thing of beauty. That's what I want to see out of U.S. soccer the, or the men's team moving forward. They need to come up and bring that same energy to the team when they get called up to the big boy national team. Um, the U.S. knocked out the favor, uh, one of the favorites of this tournament in France. So now my expectations are very high for this team. And we are the only country to make three straight under-20 World Cup uh, quarterfinals. That's a testament to this team. We have great young talent. For some reason, they can't put it together on the full, full men's national team. Hopefully, that's starting to get changed. We'll have to see. Side note, the U.S. men's national team plays Jamaica in an international friendly tonight at 7 on FS1 at Audi Field in Washington, D.C., fun fact. So check that out if you want a glimpse at what the U.S. men's national team is going to look like during the CONCACAF Gold Cup in later this month. We'll preview that later, but we'll get to that at another time. Um, but France, they created way more attempts. They had more corners, and they had 58% of the – possession um honestly france looked like the better team but the u.s showed resiliency when they went down 2-1 to be able to score two goals in the final 20 minutes to win this game now the game winning goal was a rebound goal because the goalie couldn't handle it but that's a testament to justin rennix for being in the right spot at the right time that's how you have to play soccer. Sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time. And that's it was uh it was that was another thing that was fantastic to watch. It was fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing this team again on Saturday. Now, again, we'll preview that on Saturday, but that was fantastic stuff to watch. And it's a pure joy to watch soccer like that. Now, UEFA Nations League semifinals, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, Portugal-Switzerland is on today at 2.45 on ESPN2. Um, like I said yesterday, I think Portugal is going to come away with this game. I think Cristiano Ronaldo scores a goal in this game. 
And Switzerland, the, the, their mindset for this game is to play defense, absorb pressure, because Portugal is going to have the majority of the possession, I be, I'm pretty sure. And Switzerland is going to be – their mindset is going to be to absorb the pressure and counterattack when they can. Now, I've seen this strategy work, and I've seen this strategy not work, but in I think Portugal is just going to be able to break them down. There's, there's just too many. I get it. Switzerland has Granite Jaka and um, Jardin Shakiri, but – they just they don't have the individual star pieces that Portugal has. Also, Portugal, they're in their home country. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be motivated and play really well. So my final prediction for this game, I see Portugal winning three to one. Um, like I said, Ronaldo, I think, will have a goal in this game. Um I assume he is playing. I would I wouldn't think he's injured because I haven't heard anything about him being injured. I could be wrong on that front, and I'll be the first one to admit it if I am wrong, but I haven't heard anything about it. So that was – we'll look forward to watching that at 245. Um, let's go to the NBA Finals. Game three is tonight, um, 9 o'clock, I believe, on – ABC, yes, nine o'clock on ABC. Um, Durant has already been, Katie has already been ruled out. Iggy's playing. Now I've had several people tell me Clay has been ruled out for Game Three. I still haven't seen it anywhere. Everywhere I've looked, it still says Clay is questionable and not that he's out. But. This changes the dynamic of the game if Clay Thompson isn't able to play in Game Three. I can't really give you a full prediction because if if Clay's not out, I the Raptors win this game in Oakland. Um, but if Clay's playing, whether he's a hundred percent or not, I think the Warriors win this game at home. But I can't really offer you a definite prediction because I just don't know what is going on right now. The injury, like I said, I haven't seen anything saying Clay is definitely out yet. That might just be on where I'm looking. I don't know. We'll find out tonight. But 9 o'clock on ABC, it's, it's getting lit. I'm t- uh, whether I mean we we are t- we love to hate the Warriors because they win because they're they've won four uh three of the last four titles, but the way the Warriors play basketball is just so freaking beautiful to watch. That is the way basketball is meant to be played: beautiful passing leading to easy buckets. Or leading to, leading to easy threes or easy layups or just spectacular stuff. Um, um, but the Raptors, it's it's up to Kawhi and Pascal Siakam in order to get to get this team where they need to be. Um, 
this team, I think the the Raptors have what it t- – they showed me in game one that I was wrong for thinking the Warriors can just run away with this series and it'd be over in like four or five games. The Raptors do have what it takes to give the Warriors a fight, especially if they're shorthanded. And the Warriors are more vulnerable now than they have been before. But, you know, it is what it is, basically. Um, So, the highlight of the MLB draft for me personally and JMU fans yesterday, um, JMU pitcher Nick Robertson was selected 221st overall in the seventh round by the Dodgers. I guess this means I don't hate the Dodgers as much as I already do because now they have a JMU pitcher in their system, but assuming Nick Robertson leaves for the, for the mate or the minors or majors, wherever he's starting, um, um, some of Nick Robertson's stats from his two years here at JMU, um, He's got a career 1-3-8 ERA. He's 5-2 with 11 saves in 58 and two-thirds innings pitched. Nine earned runs, 24 walks, 87 strikeouts, and a 153 batting average against. Now, I don't know if he'll be able to work his way up to be the Dodgers' closer, but he at least can give himself a good shot if he decides to go to the pros. Um, but it, I, 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 I've liked what I've seen out of this guy for the last two years for JMU baseball. Whether he stays or goes, that's up to him. We'll have to wait to see what he's doing there. But I think it's a great opportunity for him. For sure. To be a part of a team that looks like it's going to win the World Series, which I'll get to that a little bit later in my MLB coverage. But congrats to Nick Robertson for getting drafted. And we'll see who get who else, if there are any other JMU guys, JMU baseball guys that get drafted today in rounds 11 through 40 for the rest of the draft. And if they are... You'll definitely hear about it tomorrow on the podcast. I guarantee it. But we'll get to that at that time. Um, CNN released some bold predictions for the NFL season coming up. They said David Johnson would be the comeback player of the year. The Cardinals running back. I He is still with the Cardinals, I presume. I haven't seen anything differently. He's still with the Cardinals. This I could easily see happening. David Johnson had an absolutely terrible year last year, both for your fantasy football teams and for the actual Cardinals. But this is is, is not necessarily bold to me because I could see that happening easily. The Rams missing the playoffs. That That would shock me, honestly. The defending NFC champions miss the playoffs. That's it's been known to happen before, but 
I just can't see a situation where the Rams don't make the playoffs. The Steelers flop. I could see that happening easily. Um, the Bengals surprise AFC North team. I don't think this is right. I'm telling you, the Browns are stocking up. The Cleveland Browns are not the team that they used to be for the last several years. Baker Mayfield has led this team to a resurgence, and now he's got OBJ, and he's got weapons. This team could be very dangerous to play moving forward. I'm on Honestly, I have nothing against the Browns. I hope they do so well because I've been rooting I've been rooting for them to go 0 and 16 when they were a bad team. But now I want to see their success because this team could be absolutely fun to watch on Sundays this year. And I am I am here for every second of it. Um Derek Carr returns to elite form. Was Derek Carr ever in elite form? Really? Because I don't think he was. I don't think Derek Carr has ever been in elite form. And personally, I just don't think he's going to do well this year. The Raiders are just, I don't know what's going on with the Raiders front office, man. It just doesn't, it's its not great for sure. Um, but Derek Carr, is uh, he has not been in elite form. And he's definitely not returning to elite form. I'll I'll guarantee that right now. Um, Josh Rosen makes the Cardinals look silly. I this one I could go either way on. I don't know how he's going to do as a Dolphin. Dolphins are also looking like they want to uh, take Tua number one next year. So we'll see about that. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know if Josh Rosen has what it takes. We'll have to see come the Dolphins season, but it's not looking great in my opinion. Um, the Lions are the big breakout team of the year. We've been, it feels like we say that every year because the Lions, they should be better than what they always are. Excuse me. Um, but it feels like we say this every year about the Lions. The Lions, they just, they should be better than the team that they are every year. And Matthew Stafford, he's a, he's not a great quarterback. He's definitely a good quarterback. Um, but he just... It's he always chokes in the prime time, and I don't know why. I wish the Lions could figure it out. They'd be a little more exciting if they were actually good. Well, if they were better, we'll say that because they aren't bad all the time. But their la- uh, CNN's last bold prediction for this season. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes will throw less than 35 touchdowns. Personally, you're nuts, CNN. That's not happening. Have you not watched this kid play? Patrick Mahomes is a freaking transcendent athlete in the in National Football League. This is 
Um, I I can't even put into words how frustrating that is to see him possibly throw less than 35. I want him to go break the record just because it's fun to watch his team play. He might not have the weapons because of off-field issues or players leaving, but this team is still going to be fun to watch. I don't care. It's He's going to make it happen, whether he has to run for it, he has to throw for it, he'll make it happen. Don't you worry about that. And we'll leave the bold predictions there because it'll take me some time to come up with some bold predictions of my own for the NFL season. Because I'm just I'm 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 not we, the NFL season we're we're a long ways away from that still. So I've got time to figure things out. Now ending on the Major League Baseball topics. Andrew McCutcheon tore his ACL and he's out for the season for the Phillies. Right now, the Phillies are in a little bit of disarray. Um, I don't know if they won last night. Well, I'm going to look it up right now so that I can see that. Um, Okay, so the Phillies did get their win last night. So, But before last night's game against the Padres, the Phillies had lost five in a row. And then they got that McCutcheon news, and then they won last night, but whatever. Um, The Phillies are sliding. And they need to watch out in the NL East because the Braves, the Mets, and the Nationals are coming. They need to watch out. The Phillies can't afford to slip up. That's why they traded for Jay Bruce from the Mariners. Um, the Philly, the, I'm telling you, man, Bryce Harper wasn't worth that contract. Uh, but the Phillies just need to get themselves together and they'll be fine. Let the injuries go. I mean, if you want to see a team with injuries that's still succeeding, look at the Yankees. The Yankees just, their team is in disarray on that uh, injured list. It's ridiculous, really. Um, But they're making it work with what they have, and that's what you're supposed to do in Major League Baseball. Anyway. The AL Central looks like a weak division like it usually is, but the Twins are freaking dominating that division. I mean, they have over a 10-game lead, and it's only June 5th. That's ridiculous. The rest of their division is basically 500 or lower, but that's ridiculous that you already have a... a, a, I, I don't even know what the number is. I'll look it up right now so that I can confirm this. Um... But, um, let's see. They're up by ten and a half games on June 5th. That's ridiculous. Their entire division is 500 or below, except for them. And the Twins, don't discount them. They're having a great year. I just don't see them making the World Series. I think they're going to come back down to earth. And someone else is going to be able to overtake them. The Astros... They're hot. They're dominating the AL West, too, because they're up by 10 games as well in the Rangers. So um, we've got big division leads out there. And speaking of that, we go to the NL West. The Dodgers. Did they win yesterday? They probably did. 
Um, they probably they are probably on a seven. Uh, they were on a six game winning streak going into last night. I assume they won last night. I don't know for sure. I don't particularly care. The Dodgers are still super hot. So are the, the Rockies had won eight games in a row before the Cubs came uh, beat them last night. Thanks to Kyle Hendricks pitching a gem. Thank you. Um, but the Dodgers and Rockies are still both very hot, but the Dodgers are dominating the NL West and the National League. Like, the closest team to the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Brewers, or the Phillies, I don't know which one right now. Right now, it's, uh, it, it's the NL looks to be the Dodgers, and it doesn't even look close, unfortunately. Um, but... D- like, if we're looking at the updated standings, like, it's not even close in the National League right now. I don't know. At least the Cubs would have the Central Division. My Cubbies, we're not looking good. Yeah, the Dodgers did win last night, side note. But the I, the Cubbies are just, I just, oh, we, we need to get our, we need to get our stuff together. For sure. Because the Brewers, they're definitely hot on our trail. And the the Cardinals ain't far behind them either. So we definitely need to be aware of what's happening behind us in the NL Central. That's for sure. Um, But I think quickly wrapping it up, um, my World Series prediction right now is Dodgers-Yankees. I see the Dodgers winning that in five or six games. But anyway, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast.